CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Friday, March 20th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. GameStop is staying open and calling itself Essential Retail. Valve is giving Artifact another shot. Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell is coming to Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Fallout 76 players are hoarding toilet paper. A Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 remaster might be in the works. And Sonic Fox takes the next step in his esports career. GameStop is staying open during the quarantine because it considers itself essential retail. GameStop has decided to stay open during the pandemic and has publicly said it is making efforts to keep its stores clean amid all of the COVID-19 issues by insisting stores will be well-stocked with hand sanitizer and other cleaning supplies, and it is, questionably, considering itself essential retail. GameStop also tweeted to ensure we adhere to CDC-recommended social distancing guidelines. We will be selling Doom a day early on Thursday, March 19th, as a safety precaution for our customers and associates. Animal Crossing will release on Friday, March 20th, to further separate the crowds. Patrick Klepek, reporting for Waypoint, wrote in a recent story, GameStop has informed employees that if local authorities attempt to shut down their store in states with orders to close establishments deemed non-essential, they are to inform law enforcement that the company believes they should be classified as essential retail and therefore is able to remain open during this time. The instructions came with a flyer to hand over to law enforcement and includes the phone number for GameStop's corporate office. Klepik spoke with employees about the difficulty of acquiring the cleaning supplies the company claims all the stores have on hand. Managers have apparently been instructed to find and purchase the supplies themselves and the company will reimburse them, but it probably goes without saying that those supplies are very difficult to find right now. GameStop offered the following statement to Waypoint in response to the story. While GameStop is best known as a provider of gaming and home entertainment systems, we also offer a wide array of products and devices that are important to facilitate remote work, distance learning, and virtual connectivity. As millions of Americans face unprecedented challenges adapting to virtual learning, working, and interaction, there is significant need for technology solutions, and we are one of many providers of these products that are remaining open at this time. Schools, businesses, and families are now suddenly dependent on being able to connect through technology. While there are many businesses and organizations far more critical than ours, we believe we can have a positive impact during this very challenging time. The health and safety of our employees and customers is of utmost importance, and we have and will continue to take extensive precautions consistent with CDC guidelines. We are complying with all state, county, city, and local ordinances, and we will continue to adjust to any further developments. Jason Schreier for Kotaku similarly reported on GameStop's insistence on staying open and tweeted, Holy profanity, I'm paraphrasing there, video game retailer GameStop just sent a memo to all of its staff telling them to keep their stores open even during state lockdowns, and to tell law enforcers that it's okay because they're essential retail. 
Ben Hansen at Yozetti on Twitter, who is the host and founder of MinMax Games and good personal friend of mine, tweeted in response to Jason Schreier's story. Hey, GameStop, please start caring about human lives over short-term profits. You're endangering your employees and all of your customers. Or, if it's still safe, go ahead and put uh, CEO George Sherman and the rest of the executives behind the counter for a week. All right, thank you. Please subscribe to the MinMax Show podcast. Bye. I don't know why he plugged MinMax in that tweet. That was a little weird. But he followed up saying, please tell at GameStop to do the right thing. This is dangerous and absurd. Late last night, GameStop shared a post on its website detailing the handful of practices it will be implementing in stores, like reducing hours starting on March 29th, limiting the number of people allowed to be in the store to 10 people, making sure those in lines stay six feet apart, They're going to stop all gaming events and midnight launches. They're suspending trade-ins, turning off interactive game stations in the stores, and they're allowing customers to pick up purchases at the front door rather than entering the store. These are all good, smart things to do, but the issue I and many others take with all this is GameStop considering itself essential retail and taking it to the point where it is asking its employees to basically argue with local officials that the stores should remain open in the face of government orders. Staying open right now is, put simply, dangerous. And there are other avenues for buying video games outside of visiting a retail store. It's a complicated issue, of course, because shutting down stores is a problem for the employees who are not able to work. But this is an unprecedented situation, which is a word even GameStop used. And I can't help but feel like it is taking a big risk that is just, it's not worth taking right now. Valve has a major Artifact reboot in the works that it is calling Artifact 2 internally. Artifact, Valve's entry into the digital card game genre, was by pretty much all accounts a failure. It just didn't catch on, but Valve is apparently not done with it just yet. Half-Life Alex is currently on the cover of Edge magazine, and as part of that coverage... Edge visited Valve in Seattle and talked at length with Gabe Newell about various Valve projects, including Artifact. Alex Avard, writing for GamesRadar, which is affiliated with Edge magazine, shared some details about how Valve is trying to revitalize Artifact after being surprised that it really stumbled out of the gate. Avard wrote, quoting Gabe Newell, We ran an experiment, we got a negative result, and now we need to see if we've learned anything from that, so let's try again. Newell says, and that's what the Artifact team has been doing, and that's what they're getting ready to release. Based on the reaction to it, what was wrong with the product? How did we get there? Let's fix those things and take another run at it. I just want to take a moment to compliment my Gabe Newell impression. If you've never heard him talk, just know that I I really nailed it. Avard continues, Edge reports that internally, the follow-up to Artifact is being referred to as Artifact 2, though it's unclear if this will be a full-blown sequel, a No Man's Sky-style comeback, or something else entirely, but Newell stresses that Valve has to do a larger reboot in order to justify its existence to customers and markets. A few years ago, when Valve announced its intention to get back to releasing games, I was very excited. But then, when the first big announcement was Artifact, I was personally disappointed. Not so much because I'm not a big digital card game guy, which is true, but mostly because I love Valve narrative games, and Artifact is not one of those. But hey, Half-Life Alex is releasing Monday, so I just had to wait a little while. 
In terms of Artifact, though, I am as surprised as Newell that it didn't find its audience. I think a big reboot is the right approach, and I bet if it gets another shot, it will go a lot better this time around. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell is coming to Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Ubisoft released a teaser trailer for a Ghost Recon Breakpoint expansion called Deep State that will feature Sam Fisher from the Splinter Cell series. The teaser doesn't have any gameplay, but it features Sam Fisher, voiced by Michael Ironside, who has voiced Sam Fisher in nearly every Splinter Cell game, communicating with someone about the situation in Aroa, where Ghost Recon Breakpoint takes place, and the two commiserate about drones... Terminators, which were added to the game earlier this year as a piece of crossover DLC, and tiered weaponry. The teaser trailer ends with Sam Fisher saying he needs a way in to make sure it doesn't all turn into ghosts and shadows, and it reveals a March 24th release date. We're still waiting around for a new, genuine Splinter Cell game, but until that day, this is a pretty exciting update, and it's not too far off. Fallout 76 players are driving up the price of toilet paper. In some arguably fun and silly COVID-19 related news, Fallout 76 players are apparently hoarding virtual toilet paper, a normally basically useless item in Fallout 76, and driving up the in-game price as, you know, like a fun nod to the current state of the nation and the pandemic. (laughs) Patricia Hernandez reported on the bizarre story for Polygon, writing, Many players are either obsessively collecting any toilet paper they find, or they're jacking up the prices at their individual stores. It's all clearly a joke, but one that has an actual effect on the economy of the game, as more and more people start price matching or taking all the rolls they can find. Some are even displaying their caches proudly in their player-made camps as if it were treasure. In the story, which is linked in the show notes, Hernandez has gathered all kinds of tweets and screenshots of players displaying their toilet paper collection on shelves and in glass cases, and it's all pretty hilarious. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered has been rated in South Korea. The South Korean Ratings Board, which is a treasure trove for unreleased game teases, recently posted a rating for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. Now, this is a little confusing because there are two games called Call of Duty Modern Warfare, 
But the first Modern Warfare, which released in 2007, was remastered in 2016 and was included as a bonus with Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. I actually played through it recently, and that game holds up very well. It's still a lot of fun. Activision has not announced any plans for a remaster of Modern Warfare 2, which originally released in 2009, but it has been a pretty safe bet that it will come at some point for a while now. A rating here from South Korea does not guarantee its release, but it it seems pretty likely at this point. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is actually the Call of Duty I have played more than any other. I usually play Call of Duty campaigns and always dabble in the multiplayer, but Modern Warfare 2 is one that, for whatever reason, I really, really got into the multiplayer. I think it just released at the right time in my life. I had a little more free time than usual, I think, because I had just graduated college. Or, you know, maybe it was just a really good game and it pulled me in. I'm honestly not sure why that Call of Duty in particular stands out. But it ultimately makes me excited to revisit that entry if it is, in fact, in the process of being remastered. Sonic Fox signs on with evil geniuses. Dominique Sonic Fox McLean has signed on with evil geniuses after being a free agent with Echo Fox. Noah Smith wrote about Sonic Fox's new home for the Washington Post's dedicated gaming site, Launcher, writing, Dominique Sonic Fox McLean, one of the top players in the fighting game community, has signed with esports organization Evil Geniuses. Terms of the deal were not disclosed. They chose to join Evil Geniuses because of the organization's platform and its potential to increase their visibility. I feel that Evil Geniuses is an even bigger platform than I've ever been on, maybe the biggest one in recent years, McLean told the Washington Post in a phone interview. With other organizations I've been with, I didn't have that reach or potential. Smith has more quotes from McLean in their story, which is linked in the show notes. Sonic Fox is known for their fighting game prowess and recently took home the big prize at a major Mortal Kombat tournament. Them being with Evil Geniuses, a conglomerate of pro teams that play in various games, won't change where and who they are competing against, but it may help them achieve more ubiquity, as we will probably see more Sonic Fox merchandise and things like that with Evil Geniuses behind them. I wish Sonic Fox all the luck during the next stage in their career. They're super charismatic and fun to watch, and they're a big advocate for LGBTQ rights, so it's always fun to see them succeed, which they're doing pretty handily right now. Here's what released today. Today is the release of what I believe will be one of the biggest games of the year. Probably the biggest Switch game, unless Breath of the Wild 2 makes it out this year, which I was confident about earlier this year, but now I'm thinking it's probably not going to be a 2020 release. But anyway, it's Animal Crossing New Horizons. It feels like it came out yesterday, in a way, because everyone had it preloaded and ready to go, and it seemed like the world collectively decided it was... Time to turn Twitter into the exclusive Animal Crossing social network at exactly 12.01 a.m. Eastern last night. I think the quarantining and social distancing has just made the insatiable appetite for a game where you socialize with your neighbors all the more potent. Despite trying and not enjoying pretty much all the past Animal Crossing games, I can't help but think, you know, maybe this one will be different. I, I might have to download it and play it. Animal Crossing New Horizons is currently sitting at a 91 on Metacritic with 52 reviews. Also out today is Doom Eternal, which sits one point below Animal Crossing with a 90 on Metacritic. Needless to say, this is another one that critics are absolutely raving about. 
Doom 2016 didn't really click with me. I played it on Switch, though, which is admittedly not the best platform to play that game on, but kind of in the same way everyone was losing their mind over Animal Crossing, it seems that everyone is also losing their mind over Doom Eternal, and in the same way that Animal Crossing is not usually my jam, but I feel like I should play it just because of how excited everyone is about it right now. Doom is also not really my jam, but I feel like I should play Eternal just because everyone is so excited about it. Frankly, it's just a good day for video game releases, and with everyone looking for good games to play right now because they're stuck at home, the timing is pretty great. Also out today, which is a weird one, is the re-release of Doom 64. The game was included free with pre-orders of Doom Eternal, and it includes a new epilogue chapter where the player fights the mother demon's sister. The PS4 and Switch versions also have optional motion controls. I had always assumed that Doom 64 was just a Nintendo 64 port of the original Doom, but I learned recently that it is actually a different game, almost a fourth Doom game, after Doom, Doom 2, and Final Doom, a game that was poorly named in hindsight. The game can be purchased outside of pre-ordering Doom Eternal as well for $4.99, which is a pretty great price. That's it for gaming news today. Everyone around me is playing Animal Crossing and Doom. But I am still playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which I am loving. And then I'm playing PictoQuest while watching Lego Masters and waiting for Ori to load. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home. Or you can send an email to Kyle at ridehome.info. Tell me why I'm wrong about Animal Crossing. Send me an email and explain to me why... Animal Crossing doesn't work for me and why you love it so much and maybe I'll read it on the show and please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it you can also check out my Twitch account Kyle Impersonator I'm playing through Black Mesa right now it's super good although I did get stuck climbing through a bunch of vents recently and there were these big things that were squishing me over and over so skip that part but otherwise fantastic great game good job Crowbar Collective and you can find me on the MinMax show for more long form video game discussion I will talk to you more about video games on Monday. I did it right this time.